Welcome to Be The Light. This is Coach Zekia Robinson, and in this show, we are speaking with Pastor Elizabeth Powell. She'll be telling us her journey to salvation, how she overcame obstacles, and how God was right there by her side. So let's tune in, because this is a show you don't want to miss. Welcome, everybody, to Be The Light. I'm so excited about today. As I always say, I'm always excited about doing um, journeys, talking about people's journeys and their testimonies and how they came to Christ. Today, we're going to be speaking with Pastor Elizabeth Powell. She has that. She just been ordained, everyone. So I'm so excited. You know, she's actually walking more into her calling of what God has for her. But we have to keep in mind that she wasn't always a pastor. She wasn't always a woman of God. You know, she wasn't always a woman who was married with children. She had a story and, you know, she wants to be able to share that because there are so many men and women out there. Like I say, they, they go through trials, they go through tribulations, they have things that hit their life and they're like, you know, why am I going through this? Why am I facing so many different things in my life? Like I thought God said he loved me. I thought he said that he would protect me, but guess what? He does protect us. It's in those times where you're going through those different things and those different seasons in your life where God is there. He's right there. You feel more strengthened. So like if you get into a relationship, right, let's just say that you are a person who was in a bad relationship and you end up moving on. You went through some stuff. You maybe you was you have been cheated on. Maybe you were abused. Maybe you have uh, faced a lot of hardship that relationship but what happens is when you get in that new relationship guess what you're going to be more wise you're going to have more wisdom you're going to have more knowledge you're going to have some do's and don'ts you may have some boundaries that you set but it would not have taken place if you did not go through those different trials that you had to face previously and so welcome elizabeth pastor elizabeth i'm so glad you're here with us Thank you so much. I'm glad to be a part of this with you, Pastor Zakia. It's such a blessing. Um, I'm really excited. Yes, yes. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, I already kind of mentioned that you're a wife, you have children. Let's just hear a little bit about yourself. Yes. So I, like she said, I'm a wife. I do have um, kids. I actually have a two-year-old and I just had twins in February. They are now 10 months old, which has been a journey with them as well. Um, Boy and girl twins, their names are uh, Genesis and Israel. And then my two-year-old is Roman. Um, So I, (laughs) yes, my husband actually named them like I was blessed to allow him to name them and I just came into agreement with their names don't want to get too much about what their names mean to us but they are um, meaningful to our hearts Um, so I am from Tallahassee Florida I was born in Pensacola I come from a very large family Um, my background is you know, growing up in the church as a young girl, but we all, some may have that story where we kind of departed from that as we grew up into church. Like we just kind of went on our own paths and journeys as we became adults. And so I uh, went to a church uh, in, in Tallahassee and it was a prophetic ministry that I loved so much. And it was just amazing to my heart. I do believe that there were seeds planted because look where I am now. So those seeds do not depart from you. I do have um, sisters. Uh, they aren't really saved right now. Like they they believe in God, but they're just not walking that call. They're not walking into that path right now. But I do believe that the Lord will um, bring salvation to their lives one day. And so, yes, um, my mother is also from that area as well. So we just were all born and raised in Tallahassee. 
Okay, so let's um, start talking about some of the different things um, that you had to endure as, you know, coming to Christ. And so let's talk about your childhood. How was your childhood? Was your childhood good? Did you have some trauma that happened in your childhood? Yeah, so my childhood was interesting. I remember a lot of times that I spent with my father more than I, I did with my mother. Mm-hmm. My father was very ori- family oriented. So a lot of the memories come from him. Like he was very adventurous. He would take us on trips. He, he wasn't a part of the, the, the church part of it, but my mother was a church goer. So that's where the ministry impact comes from in my life. You know, um, I did experience trauma as a young kid, as a young girl, there was some, things taking advantage of me, you know, and so did not even realize it, you know, and it was a family member. Wow. How how, about how old were you? I was probably around five or six years old and it went on until I was probably about 10. Mm. And, you know, my mother never knew. I, I didn't even realize that I was taken advantage of until I was an adult now. And I did not know that that was even the term, you know, like, you know, being taken advantage of. It was like the Holy Spirit revealed to me, like, this is what happened to you. And this is why you have these certain traumas in your life that you are experiencing and did not even know that deliverance needed to take place. And the sad thing about it is it was actually a family member, like my sibling. And so, yeah. And so all of those things occurred. I do believe that we do have in my family, some form of incest. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that the Lord is using me in this, in this time. And as a Moses in my family to be the one to break those generational curses that no one else wants to discuss or touch. And I'm not afraid to do that. And so, yeah. And so that really um, is a part of my journey as well. But I, you know, I was introduced more into ministry when I was at the age of 18. I graduated from high school. I didn't always live a Christian lifestyle. I was not always saved. You know, at at a young age, your parents are like, okay, you're going to get saved. You're going to go to the altar. But that's not the real experience. You Mm -hmm. know, you have to know God for yourself. You have to come into that experience with the Holy Spirit yourself. And so the Lord did an immediate detour in my life to where I thought I was going to be that chick that would be able to party club, you know, go to college and do all these fun, amazing things that I thought was amazing in the world. But the Lord had a different plan for my life. And so at the age of um, 18, I remember that I um, ended up going to a party. It's a, a popular location in Tallahassee called Pop Bellies. And okay. it's near the Shoe campus. And that particular night I was out drinking more than usual. And there was some altercation that happened after the party and someone ended up shooting and I got uh, grazed by the bullet. Wow. And that, wow. Yeah. Was that experience. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was very scary. My best friend surrounded me. I was crying. 
And they brought some things back to my memories that Elizabeth, when you were on the ground, you were not crying for your mama. You weren't crying for nobody. You were crying out to Jesus. They said you kept saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I felt like in that moment, the Lord did a transformation in me, even on that ground. It was like he showed me like how protective he is over my life. Wow. And I, my mom was living in Panama City at that time. And so she was like, you're coming, you're coming, to, you're coming back home. You're coming to move to Panama City. I can't have you there no more. And right then and there, it was right in that transition that the Lord allowed me to get to know him closer. And so my journey of salvation did not start really in Tallahassee. It started in Panama City, Florida. And wow. so I ended up meeting this woman of God. The Lord sent a woman of God to me who was a prophet. And she discipled me for almost 10 years in that time. And so, of course, it was like a weird encounter because I met her working at a small family dollar. And at that time, this is when the Galaxy phones were like first launched, like the very first ones. <laughs> And I really wanted that phone and the Lord, like she just pulls out her phone and I didn't even like say, hello, how are you? I grab her phone and I'm like, oh my God. And there was an exchange of a relationship in that moment. And so I didn't even know that she was like into like the prophetic and the, and the you know, charismatic of, of those things. And so it was like the Lord used her as a vessel in my life to bring me forth into the things that he was calling me to do. So I experienced a lot of things even with her in ministry. And I felt like that was just a part of the journey that the Lord had for me was to walk into, you know, an encounter with her. It was almost like an Elijah and Elisha, Elisha relationship. And so there was some impartation that the Lord needed for me to get through her. And so even when it when even when it came to my prayer life, she was an intercessor and I watched her on her knees a lot. She would call me over and say, hey, let's get together and pray. And I believe a lot of the things that I've learned in ministry and just, you know, just outside of man teaching me, a lot of things were birthed in me through prayer. Right. So, I want to go back really quick because there was one thing that you had said that stood out to me because it literally gave me chills. <laughs> so I want to go back and talk about that was the fact that when you were in that moment um, where you were grazed by the, the bullet, you could do, do nothing but call out Jesus. And I remember a time where I was here, Tallahassee, same age that I am right now. And we had a shootout in my apartment mm -hmm. complex. Yes. Oh See, the thing is, I'm not in a bad neighborhood, nor am I in a bad complex. I'm in an, a, a complex that is luxury. So for mm -hmm. it to take place, I was shocked. But I remember the same thing in that moment. I was calling on Jesus. I was like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yes. Like, that's all I can say. That's all I can think about. Because I was yes. just like, I'm seeing the people, the, the person that was shooting, they're running past me. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like, what is going on here? But in that moment, all I could think about is Jesus, like, yes. <laughs> like, protect me. I, I don't even know if it's just like something within your soul or just it happens within your spirit. But it was like I needed the father in that moment because I knew yeah. that man could not get me out of the situation that I was in. Right. It was it almost feels like um, a Damascus like type of thing <laughs> where the Lord just opens my eyes and he's like, here I am, daughter. Right. I'm the one that you need. I'm your savior. I'm your father. You know, I'm your provider. I'm your deliverer, you know, and so no one else was in my mind at that time, but the name of Jesus just yes. came out of my mouth. It was on the tip of my tongue. And we know that there's power in the name of Jesus. So it was it just, just like reminds me of like, 
because this is it was in you he he was already installed in you okay so let's just think about somebody who don't know god don't know christ you can just think about the words that's going to fly out of their mouth right so it's because he's your foundation um so it was one of you know like i was saying about the moment that i had i was just like oh my gosh like please just just protect me you know and i I, without saying protect me it's like he already knew what i was feeling he knew i needed protecting he knew you needed protecting and what i also have mentioned before in um other radio shows was the fact that it's one of those things where when God wants to get a hold of you, he's going to get a hold of you. Okay. Even if that means you have to fall flat on your face, even if that means you have to get great, obviously grazed by a bullet, you know, cause it could have right. penetrated. You could have been taken, you know, like it could have hit you anywhere, an artery yeah. anywhere, but God yeah. saved you. He saves us in the midst of tri- trials. He saves us in the midst of um, chaos situations. Like he will save us. It's just, we have to call on the name of Jesus. That's he right. will come. We may not be able to physically see him, but we could physically yeah. feel him. Amen. Yeah. So, so you were also, so you started talking about, um, you know, the woman of God that was placed in your life. And yes, yes, yes. Yes. And so she was placed in my life. And like I said, that journey with her was just so amazing. I learned a lot of things. And one of the main sources that the Lord just brought out of me through her was intercession. And so I spent majority of my time, like when I was in Panama city, prayer was my place. Like Amen. that's all I knew. Anything that happened, I'm going to go to prayer. I would be in the yeah. shower praying. My mom and her husband <clears throat> at that time, they, you know, they're not like really involved as much in the church. They are, but they aren't, you know? And yes. so I remember they would get aggravated. I would be in the room <laughs> praying, praying to God, crying out to God, just having these godly encounters and did not know because I was still so young that I didn't even realize that the Lord was birthing so much things in me were coming out. And so like, even my dreams, I'm a heavy dreamer. Yes. And I even remember in high school, I would have dreams of things that would, that would happen in my dreams. And then they would like manifest and take place. And I always thought that was weird. And I kept it to myself. And I remember in particular, it was just one dream that I had about this guy in high school and he ended up getting this girl pregnant. And I seen that it was a baby boy. He was um, one of the most popular basketball players. And I ended up telling him about the dream and he called me. He was like, how did you know this? No one knows that I got this girl pregnant. It was like a secret they were holding. And then right there, I knew I was like, man, this is weird. This is crazy. And so like, you know, even in my journey, being in, um, you know, going to Panama City and stuff like that and coming up under an amazing woman of God who was actually uh, a seer, like she was like a seer prophet. She like sees in the spirit. She, you know, interprets dreams. And so it's like the Lord was allow me to see like this prophetic mantle, like what the prophetic is and like, how does he speak to you through dreams, through visions, through his word, hearing his voice. And so I really felt like the Lord was training me in you know, the ministries that I partake partake then and so you know even i'm sorry yes no go ahead no i was going to say god always placed someone in your life for that season that you need regardless of how long the season is how short the season is like he always places someone in your path to help you grow to mature you because we don't know everything we have to be honest everyone we we do not know everything there are some things that we have to be taught there's some things you have to read to understand but then for some people like for me i'm more hands-on so Mm -hmm. i need to see it i need to watch it i need to visualize it and then i need Mm -hmm. to hear it you know um so 
it's just amazing how God places people, you know? Amen. So if you're a person right now going through something and, you know, you have certain people that surround you that's trying to encourage you, I encourage you to listen to them. I encourage you to let them yes. speak into your life, especially if they're trying to help grow you. Yes. And, and I felt like the Lord also helped me with discernment too in that, because, you know, we have to be careful as well. When certain people come, you just have to know that it's the will of God, you know, yes. that this person is called to you. And one thing that I really want to highlight here is that before like, okay, so during that process, I did kind of fall back. Okay. I did fall back. I don't want to say I backslid, because I did not get in a state where I was just done, but I did fall into some sinful acts that were, you know, not good, you know, okay. intercourse wise. Right. And um, we all sometimes hear this story like, you know, there's an Ishmael before the promise. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and now in the midst of me on fire for God, learning all these things, being taught, you cannot fornicate, you cannot do all these things as she was introducing these things to me. I struggled with that because of what I endured as a young child, the trauma right. of being taken advantage of. And so in the fatherlessness that came, mm -hmm. you know, and so, you know, once my parents divorced, that left a, a void of me seeking love. And so it opened up doors for me to become, you know, promiscuous and mm -hmm into certain things that I should have not have been, you know, in it's vulnerable, it makes you more vulnerable to the outside world. Yeah. And so, you know, um, the Ishmael did come and it was a physical Ishmael. His name was Ishmael. And wow. so that was a very hard season for me. I remember, and I didn't understand like why it was so hard for me. Cause I would like be in relationships and I could be done with somebody, but him, I really felt like that was an assignment from hell because wow. I could not get out of that relationship. The soul tie was so strong. Yes. It like, I was hiding things from the church. I was hiding things that I did not want anyone to know that I was doing because I was so in love with this person. And I would say prayers like, Lord, please save him. Let him be the one. I've never prayed for a husband a day in my life. I just wow. thought that this was the man for me, that God would transform him. I've heard many stories of people saying that they were with someone and that God was able to transform them. But that was not my story. And of course, I felt like because I was this daughter of God, he would protect my womb and I would not become pregnant. Right. I really had that made up in my mind. I felt like I was spoiled by the Lord and I could like dip and dab and he would not like allow anything to, you know, uh, cause, you know, a detour into my, my path, my journey with him, which that was a lie that the enemy planted in my head. And I did end up getting pregnant by this guy. And so it was very detrimental for me because I was like, how can I expose this to, you know, my friend? How can I tell, like, I'm a leader, like, you know, in the church, I have young women that I like teach dance and stuff to, like, how can I let them know? And I remember it was real terrible. And so eventually, um, you know, I was probably around six weeks and I started to miscarry. Mm. And. I don't say this like in a nasty way, like, oh, I did not want the child. Yes, I did want the child, but the Lord was like, this is going to be something spiritual that I'm doing with you to teach you, you know? And so the miscarriage came, but even when I became pregnant, he was like, I'm not going to be with you. You're this, you, you know, he called me all types of Jezebels. Like I went through a lot of like 
verbal abuse with him it was not a loving you know relationship like that you would seek you know out of a godly man that's supposed so, to be you know so basically it's like God allowed you to get pregnant and then, you know, unfortunately you, you miscarriage, but then you begin to see more of the person's characteristics. It's like God was starting to um, reveal and unveil yes. this person. So you can be like, okay, this is not who I'm supposed to be with. This is not who God want me with. But, you know, unfortunately, you know, we sorry for your loss. Um, but God did bless you with two more. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Like how it happens. Yes. Yes. So let's talk about yes. that. Like, yeah. 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 Those two together. Yeah. So the thing is, like, once I got free of the relationship, the Lord did a quick work. He had to move fast. And I believe he did that because he did not want anything to, you know, come in the way of what he was doing, you know. And so the the miscarriage came. That was like maybe 2014, 2015. I went through like just a journey more with him, just seeking him, seeking him. And then like 2016, you know, I ended up moving out to Destin, Florida and I, it was like, a, I just cut him off completely. I did not, I just said, the, I have to be in the wheel. And that's what this is about for me. The yes. Lord, all of this, the whole time, the Lord was teaching me his will. And I just want to encourage someone today, like the will of the father is important. You have to know the will of God. And in the, and in Romans, it talks about like, how do we know his will? And it says that we find his will you know, as we continue to be like a living sacrifice for him, you know, as we put on the new man and then we allow him to transform us into this new person, it says, then you will know the perfect will for God's life. For, I mean, for your, the perfect will for your life, that it, which is God's. And that's Romans 12, one and two. If you could just read that, that would encourage you. But, you know, and so the Lord, you know, in 2016 came I mean, my husband came, you know what I'm saying? Like I was like just in a place like on fire for God. I ended up going to this ministry called Christian International. Um, there it's apostles, Tom and um, uh, Jane and the Bishop Hammond. And those are my apostles. And so I go to the mother church. We're now called Vision Church, which um, is in Fort Walton Beach. The mother church is in Santa Rosa Beach. And so I learned all about the, the, the school of the prophets to give the ministry, everything was inputting me through, you know, Christian International. And so like my husband, you know, God did a work in him quick too. Like it was like the Lord during those years, he did like some detoxing and fixing us up before, <laughs> you know, 2016 came because my husband was actually atheist. And, you wow, know, just to, I didn't know that. Yes, he was atheist. And just to hear his journey, the Lord actually got a hold of him. Um, my pastor um, and a co-pastor that is friends with my pastor, they were out evangelizing. I want to say maybe like years ago at um, Destin Commons. It's an outlet in Destin, Florida. And they ran into my husband and they began to evangelize to him and prophesy to him and tell him all these incredible things and even his thoughts that he had as a young boy. And so he went through some transformation. You know, that was his journey or whatever. And so the Lord drew us together mm -hmm. actually at my pastor's Christmas party in 2016 of December, we didn't even, I did not even know that my husband knew my pastor. I was going to this church. My husband was going to, uh, Church of God in Christ, but he right. still had a relationship with my pastor. And so he ended up just randomly inviting him. And let me tell you, God <laughs> set this thing up because I, at this time I was living out of my car 
because I was in the will of God. I knew that if I went back to Panama City, if I went back to Tallahassee, it would not be good for me. I would have forfeited my blessing, but I was that determined and that strong to stay in his will. I did not give up. Yes, it hurt. I mean, it, that was the agony of, of my cup. That was the pain. That was the suffering, you know, the prayers and all that I went through. But the Lord allowed me to meet a Brazilian couple that did not even speak English. Wow. For three years, I lived with them and we tra- and we committed, communicated through Google translation for three years. That's how I communicated. That's amazing. Wow. Yes. They had a room upstairs for me. The Lord opened up a room for me. They had my bed together. They treated me like a daughter. They came a part of the ministry and because they were illegal to drive, they that night in December when my pastor had this Christmas party, he was like, they were like, we really want to go. We really want to go, Elizabeth. Can you please drive us? And I was so tired that day. I was like, I don't want to go. But thank God that I did because God had my husband waiting for me at that party. It was just an amazing journey, just like how the Lord orchestrated all of that. Yeah, that's also something new. I didn't realize that. Um, I think I, I may have heard you say that before that you were living in your car. Like you, you was just like, okay, God, whatever you want, I'm going to do it. Um, yes. How many of us is really ready to completely turn our entire life over to God? If he say, you know what? I need you to go here, but you're not gonna have a place to stay for a month. You're going to be in your car. Are you are you able to do that? Are you willing to do that? Are you ready to sacrifice your life? Um, you have to remember that God says that when we come to Christ, when we are baptized, when we are renewing ourselves, we are dying to our old self and we are now living through our spirit. And that's exactly what you were doing. You were living through your spirit. You completely yes. surrendered your life over to God. And then he places someone in your life. OK, to you know, aid you, take care of you. God's word says that when you take care of the homeless, you are also doing it unto me. So they took care of you because you were homeless at the time. And next thing you know, God blesses you with a man of God (laughs) who who also had his own own stories, you know, also had his own story. And I mean, and since we became a couple like the Lord, he left, you know, the church of God in Christ. Uh, We're non-denomination. And, you know, so my pastors, you know, they travel. My husband got the opportunity to go to Korea. He just came back from a trip from Africa, you know. And so like, there's just so many things that the Lord did. He is doing a quick work. But I do want to say, like, I love that Jesus told the disciples, he says, um, after he just, you know, got through talking to the woman at the well and they were like, are you hungry? You know, are you hungry? And Jesus says, no, my nourishment comes from doing the will of the father. And that right there is just an indicator that when you are in the will, that is your nourishment. That is what you take on. That is what keeps you going. But you just have to stay in that path. It is a narrow path. It's not easy, but it's your journey. It's your purpose. It's your destiny. And you're just this living sacrifice for the father and he will draw all things unto you. It says, seek ye first, you know, his righteousness, his kingdom, and all things will be added unto you. You don't have to worry about where it's going to come from or how, how it's going to look like you just obey, even if you're suffering because you're suffering and you're sharing his glory. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, and I was just going to say, you know, we know that deliverance is the children's bread and, I'm on fire for deliverance now. And I just want to encourage every woman, every man, you know, under the sound of my voice that, you know, before you can become a modern day Moses, a modern day 
Paul, a modern day Deborah, Esther, Ruth, whatever it is that you believe that God has placed on you, whatever anointing deliverance has to come first before you could become, you know, this great, you know, game changer, this great overcomer, like deliverance is your portion. Like you got to be set free, you know, before you can operate and do all these wonderful things that you want to do. Deliverance is important. It's, it's good for your soul and you will feel light. You will feel the freedom of God to operate and to do all the things that he's called you to do. Yes. I wanted to also mention, because you are now an official Pastor, uh, you were um, recently ordained. I wanted to quickly talk about that before um, the show ended. So tell us about, you know, you and your husband both was ordained, I believe, this Sunday, right? How was your experience? How was your experience? It was was really amazing. Um, Before the ordination came, the Lord orchestrated some deliverance to take place as well. So that was just really amazing that he did that. And during the um, ordination, there was a lot of, you know, impartation. They prophesied over this, you know, they just caught up those things that they see us doing, you know, in the future. Um, you know, it was a journey. I, that, that whole process with the ministry has just been like amazing to me. We're under um, pastors, Ned and Lacey Merriman in Fort Walton beach, Florida. And I just really thank God that the Lord uh, brought me to a ministry that is equipping, that is training in the prophetic, that is training in, you know, uh, corporate prayer, uh, you know, intercession. Uh, evangelism is one of our main things is to get out and share the gospel. And so uh-huh. this ministry is really, really amazing. And I'm just so glad. I never thought in a million years that I would be ordained as a pastor. I've heard it through prophetic words, but it was like a dream that felt like I was in a dream. And so the Lord was promised to his word. His word does not return to him void. And I'm a witness of that, you know, and so I'm just so grateful. And then it's not even about the title book because we all know that first we're servants. And so this is just still another part of my process. It's a part of my journey. And I'm just so glad to be able to share that with you guys today. Absolutely. We are so excited. I'm I'm excited. I've learned some new things about you. Um, So everyone who is listening and tuning in right now, we want to encourage you because just because of where you're currently at, it does not mean you're going to stay there. Also, what hit my spirit was that some of you have heard prophecies given to you and some of you felt like the prophecy was fake because you have not seen it come to pass. But what God is currently saying is he, what he's saying is it did not come to pass because you did not make a move. When a prophecy is given to you, you have to make a move towards it. You don't just sit and be still um, and expect it to fall into your lap. Just like if you need a job, you're not going to go and just sit in your apartment or your house and say, okay, God, I'm waiting on the job. No, you have to go and apply that. You have to go put applications in. You have to go put your foot Mm -hmm. forward you have to go meet people face to face you have to make it happen and what within that god is going to open up a doorway for someone to say yes god is Mm -hmm. going to give you a put people not give people a but put people into your path where they're going to begin to maneuver and show you different things and begin to show you what you know what god is trying to um, show you sometimes Mm -hmm. we contemplate on okay i don't think this is god because i haven't seen it come to pass yet So if you have not seen it come to pass, I encourage you to begin to analyze what are you doing in the midst of it so that it can can come to pass. Okay, (laughs) just like a business is not going to get started with you just sitting there. You can have all the business plans in your mind. You can have it all mapped out on paper. But until you take that initial step, 
it's not going to happen. And so I really hope this message encouraged you all. Again, we were with Pastor Elizabeth Powell. I oh, hope um, she comes on the show again because she, I think um, we might talk about the topic of deliverance. I think that may be an awesome topic. Again, thank you for um, listening in. And this is Be The Light with Coach Zakia Robinson. Thank you.